Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment for the week has been to pay attention to how conditioning overrides the still small voice. We seek to bring into awareness the subliminal subliminal messages we receive and believe that lure us down the on-ramp to identification with what we're not. Here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Anne calling from the Bay Area. Hello, Anne. What are you seeing? Well, I had a, a, a very rare experience this week when I was listening to the call. I heard something I had never heard before, which was the metaphor about um, when you get on a when you're taking a trip and you get on a plane or a train and you put all your luggage in your lap. Rather than letting, I, I, I was like, I can't believe I've never heard that before. That was just so great. And then a, a caller soon after that called in and was talking about um, the way she was talking about how she was kept from following the still small voice. For me, made me start looking at um, uh, kind of the karmic um Ways that happens, like, and uh, specifically for me, I was looking at enneotypes and how the enneagram types keep us in certain, I don't know, um, lanes or ways of doing it. And I was just seeing how taking that, uh, taking on that luggage, holding on to that luggage rather than letting go, is just. It just feels like such a huge way that um, ego takes over. Yes. Now, a subtle, uh, a subtle shift there in that. Okay. Um, because what, what, we, what we are tempted to believe is that something like an enneotype or um, what's that other in astrology, what's it called? A, something oh, um, a, a sign, astrological sign or Myers-Briggs type? Or... Exactly. Any of those things... Um, Ego will use as a reason for being the way I am. Well, I'm a huh-huh, and mm. so, you know, that's just how it is. But I got that label because I was already that way. So I, I'm not female because I'm called female. I'm called female because I'm female. So the label, the description follows. It doesn't initiate. Okay. And and so can you can you say a little more? Well, yes, because well you know I can, Anne. <laughs> the the point the point of this is that what ego wants us to do is say, well, that's just how I am. You know, that's, that's, that's just how I am. My teacher, of course, would say, uh, I've always been that way. It's the very worst excuse in the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay? But that's, that's what ego wants us to fall into. And so the, something like an enneotype or an astrological sign or any, any sort of label can be a really helpful place for us to look because it, as you indicate, it points out the places where karma will get me, <laughs> right? They're not going to get you there because your karma is enough different from my karma 
that what how I am, it personally, I mean, how I am right. as it affects you, you might struggle with. But you don't really care that I have a story about what happened to me when I was 12, and that's the reason that I, okay, you could just look at that and say, well, how about you just get over that, and then that won't be a problem for you. Whereas whatever story you've got going, ego really wants you to believe mm-hmm. and, and then act in reaction to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I'm following you, which I think I am, but I want, I want to check it out, that this, we can look to see kind of the ruts we can tend to fall into in terms of getting caught by ego, but it's not an excuse of that, well, that's just the way I am. It's, oh, th- this particular section of the road is a little rocky, so pay, pay really close attention. That's is right. that? So am it's I not. You? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not, well, well yeah, I, I do that because I'm a three. Right. Okay. <laughs> I want to look at everything that all the information I've been I've received about being a three or being a intuitive or being a, a Libra or being a. I want to look at all those characteristics because they're going to help me see something that I need to address. Now, accept. Yes. Accept. Yes. But acceptance is not the same as um, that kind of a, so that's just how it is. That just how it is, is the equivalent of getting on the train and then sitting there with all of the luggage piled around me. Yes, so it, so again. All that stuff down. Yes, and if I'm referencing conditioned mind to see what's going on, I'm referencing a label, and I'm not going to get beyond it. I have to go to what's my experience here in this moment. That's it. You got okay. It. I just wanted to make sure I was I was following you. I'm telling all you, this is metaphors and ideas and it, all all yeah, they can get kind of out there, huh? But it comes down to exactly what you said. Okay, none of that matters. It doesn't matter how I got to this conclusion. Yeah. I need to be with this conclusion now and see through it. Yes. If I and think about it, I'm gone. Wow. Wow. And and the thing that just keeps on hitting me over and over again is how re- what an inc- how much more difficult life is when I've got that luggage on my lap. I mean, you know, metaphorically oh. speaking, and how relaxing and joyful life can be if I let all that go. Like wow! Right. I don't you can get up, you can get up and go to the bathroom anytime you want. <laughs> well, it's it's this class is a joy, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank Me you, too. thank you, Anne. Go happy. happy. Thanks, Anne. It does blow one's mind, right, Sherry? Till we see it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I like that line I just heard. If we think about it, we're gone. Mm, you know, the yeah. moment we think about it, the moment we try to understand it, the moment we try to, to, to see it, we lose it. It's already mm-hmm. there. We, 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 we start that, do something about it as a way of moving away from it, not as a way of getting more into it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why noticing is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini. Hi, Sherry. This is Christina in Southern California. Hey, Christina. Hi. So I just love the, if you think about it, you're gone, because that's exactly what has been highlighted for me this week. Um, And I think the best example of me catching um, it, and it being when the still small voice speaks to me and I ignore it, um, is one, one morning this week, I realized I didn't have an ingredient for dinner that night, so I knew I had to stop by the store later in the day. And right away I knew what store I was going to go to for that ingredient. And when the time came to go to the store, um, I had I thought, well, maybe that's not the right store. Maybe there's another grocery store that will have it for cheaper or have a better selection. And I started, you know, I'm literally in the car driving to the store and I'm having this conversation in my head about which store I should go to and um, and this all seems really innocuous like it's not important you know it's just I'm picking up an item from the grocery store like how big of a deal is this um, and yet and it's not a big deal that I'm driving because I still have time before I have to make you know any turn to go in a particular direction and so it should like it's seemingly not important that I'm having this conversation in my head, but what's happening is when once the second guessing happens or once the you know I might have a better idea arises, I'm just I'm just not here. I'm someplace else. And even if that here, and maybe especially if that here is driving to the grocery store, um, it's. I'm losing that. Like I'm not I'm I'm someplace else completely. And that system of grabbing me to go someplace else for because I have a better idea or I could have a better idea, you know, or I could save money or you know, something better will be available. It it applies to all kinds of areas of my life and so that aren't as innocuous as the grocery store. <laughs> you know? yes. So well, I'm really grateful. Never, yes, it's never innocuous, right, right, Christina, because we all, at the level of process, it's never inno- innocuous. You're right. either here or gone. And so to to yeah. really get that out of, out of uh, nothing is trivial. Everything is equally yeah. and in the moment – uh, completely and totally important because it's the only thing there is. And so the two processes to notice is one that, as as uh, we were just talking about, if the attention wanders from the still small voice, like if we start to think about anything, I mean the operative word being think, attention shifts to conditioned mind, and I'm not here. I mean that's just that's just simply what it is. And that process, which is compelling, the content that always grabs us or in, in your case, grabs you, is that seeking better accommodation. There's always mm-hmm. something better than the moment. <laughs> There's always something better than the moment. And it's such a lie when we say it like that, right? I'm gonna, it's going to be less expensive. It's going to be better. They might, might carry more versions of it. And you have to be <laughs> in the not enough perspective to dismiss the moment. And that's yeah. really what's going on, right? The constant yeah. programming to say life, this, the divine, the moment is not good enough. 
So let me go find something better. Yeah, and exactly. So this time spent in the car where I'm by myself is just a waste of time. I could be using that more efficiently to come up with a better idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's evil. (laughs) It is completely evil because it assists us to miss the point. Right. Yeah, Yeah. which is being here is the point. Uh, Right. Attempting to find something better than here. It really is a uh, is a is futility. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. That is so wonderful. Uh, you know, all, all of us are pretty trained by ego to whine and complain about something else, um, and. Uh, and what that all comes down to is, for people who want to think about it in these terms, okay, God, I know this is your idea of what's good for me, mm-hmm. but I have a better idea. Oh, God, yeah. I know what's better, yeah. I know what's better for me. And then <laughs> we whine and complain that our better idea isn't. So for those of us who are practitioners, it's really good that we get to see, okay, let me try dropping egos, better ideas for a while, and just see what life is offering. Mm -hmm. Just be here for it. Could be good. Mm -hmm. And of course, what we know as practitioners, because we spend time here, it's not just good. It's great. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. Blissful. Yeah, well, and it's not the object, right? It's the moment, which is a completely different yes. faculty that we have to cultivate in order to appreciate. Yes. It's and, not an, it's it's not so an objective experience. Yeah, sorry. That's right. And it's so good to remember that we know that experience that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We just need to get ego for what it is and realize, no, it actually does not have a better idea or a better way or a better plan or a better anything. It is just flat out not better. There's nothing mm-hmm. better than divinity this year now. All right, here's our next caller, Sherry. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Well, hi, Sherry. Hi, Ashwini. This is Bill in Rochester. Amen, amen to everything you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea, God, but now let let me tell you my idea, right? And, And how much better this is going to be. Oh, oh, oh. For me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my word. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> and that's, and, and it's, it just it plays right into the experience this week because um, there was just things that dropped in. Like I was paying attention to... Um, as I'm as I'm doing some kind of task, I was being present to the task, 
and in fact, it was so organic, it, there, there, there didn't seem to be ego in that moment. It was always in the transition that once the task yeah. was done, I'd be walking away and, and ego would come in and be like, buddy, you know, you could have been doing so much more with your life besides this. Why are you focused on oh. this thing? You know, and, yeah. you know, you didn't sign yeah. up for this. And, and yeah. I see it and I know it's ego, but it doesn't take the, and, and it does take the power away somewhat, but, but it's still the nagging voice. So, well, Bill, Bill, yes. what I yes. just saw when you said that, ego says, you could be doing so much more. You didn't sign up for this. And you could actually turn around to it right there and say, you know what, you make a very good point. I did not sign up for a relationship with you. <laughs> I did not sign up for going around through life listening to you, uh, Kvetch. Yeah. You're right. Right? I mean, it did <laughs> tell you exactly what was true it's just that we're so trained to think it's talking about us because it says you. So we're trained right. to think it's talking about us instead of it. But clearly it was talking about it. Yes. 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 <laughs> and oh, Ashwini said something earlier that kind of, it, it speaks to this, but it's dropped out of my mind now. But she said something that was powerful. I'll have to go back and listen. But it, 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 it's you know, she does that. <laughs> she does that. <laughs> so it, we just have to, to watch her because she'll, she'll do that all the time if we let her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. And when you go back and listen to it, Bill, I, I, I know you're going to hear very clearly what I just reflected back to you, that ego said exactly the guidance that we all need to hear in the moment. When Christina is driving along, you know, you're wasting your time here. You could be doing something so much more important. Yeah, I could. I could be doing not listening to you. Yes, that would be more important, wouldn't it? Thank you for that reminder. I think right. we need to start taking ego much more, uh, seeing it as much more literally speaking to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Oh, thank you. Fun. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Thanks, Bill. Sherry, we we do that question in the year. We did that question in the year long uh, last year and the year before, right? That the karmic conversation has the answer, but it's just the way it's stated that causes us to believe. Yeah that we don't know it. And that ego is always yeah. saying what is true about itself. Yeah. 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 So it wants me to do what it wants me to do because that's going to benefit it. And I present it <laughs> for me to believe that it's going to give me something. Of course, it's yeah. never going to give me anything. Precisely. So fun to All see right. it. Yeah. It is so funny. Right. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, it's Mark from Chicago. Hey Mark. 
Hi. So the thing that I wanted to talk about was when I uh, when I go to the ice cream store and I'm sitting there trying to decide whether to go in and have ice cream, I, I got this conversation going on that says, you know, there's never a time in my life when I'm happier than when I'm eating ice cream and it tastes so good. And then the other side is, well, you know, you're not going to sleep so good tonight. Have these other problems. And based on what I just heard in the last few conversations, I'm pretty sure that's just ego talking to ego. But what what would a still small voice being involved in that situation even be like? I don't think I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Well, so what you're describing is being aware of the duality, right, which is sort of the structure of conditioned mind. It's either this or that or this or that or this or that constantly. And so if the attention is on that, you're absolutely right. There is no still small voice <laughs> that you can hear. Yeah. But I, I project, Mark, that's not always true for you, right? There have been times when something dropped in or there was a clarity or insight or no conversation. And that is the experience that you, you, you intuitively know. Yeah, and that's almost like a... Um, I don't know, what would you call that? An, an unexpected experience, uh, you know, a spiritual experience or whatever. It doesn't seem like something I conjure up, like a, like a, you know, a genie in a bottle kind of a thing. You know, I can't make the still small voice show up and help me at the ice cream shop. Uh, precisely, because there's the I involved, and within the world of I, there is, the still small voice is, it's always there. I, but I, within quotes, you're exactly right. I can't do something in order, to, in order to conjure it up, in order to help me with a particular content decision in my life. It just doesn't work that way. So we are having the right experience. So what, what we practice is just, so I notice the duality. Okay, well, I know what to do when my attention is on conditioned mind. I can count the breath. I can bring the attention back to the breath. I can be here. And then see what is there, what is available, what's there. It might just be I walk up, walk up and go have the ice cream or I start the car and I drive off. But what I'm not doing is attempting to uh, will the still small voice to make the decision for me. Maybe, I mean, is it the, the cases I've had where, where I'm aware of a, a still small voice, it's not a situation that is... Um, not mundane, but like repetitive like this. You know, it's, it's a different, it's sort of a more unique life experience where that happens. This is something that happens to me every single day because this ice cream company has strategically placed a shop in both directions that I go in my car, so I drive past this place, you know. So this is something that I, I see and I think about every day, so it's a little bit different. How, you know, how do these routine uh, everyday things fit into this in, into this template. Uh, may I say something here, Mark? So the, the 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 operative word is yet. You just haven't seen it happen for you in this particular situation, which is why you uh, practice okay. around it. It just it just right. because it didn't happen for you doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> it just means that it ha- hasn't happened yet. And so the very process that you're talking about, right, the thinking process where the, the conversation is dualistic, 
and the process of ex- experiencing yourself as someone who can make it happen, or the still small voice as an object to be acquired, that orientation is what's preventing us from letting the still small voice inform me. So now, I mean, this is just, this is uh, awareness practice nirvana, right? Something that happens every day that, that you can, without fail, have the workshop in is now, is, is your practice opportunity to do that drive-by every day and see if you can re- redirect your attention from that dualistic conversation. Now I'm here looking to being receptive to the still small voice revealing itself to me. Yeah, As opposed yeah. to focused on, well, this is not where the still small voice normally happens. If that is the orientation, it will never happen because the attention is on it not happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, the yeah. other part of this that, that tricks me is that I like analyzing data. So I'm sitting there going back and forth between this makes me feel good and this is how it makes me feel bad, I feel like I'm doing something good. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm doing something positive and constructive because I'm doing the thing that I'm very good at, which is taking all these facts and putting them together and see whether, you know, getting fat from eating ice cream outweighs all the happiness I get when I'm tasting this stuff. Yeah, and or you're that, saying you're, watch, yeah, you're watching the conditioned behavior pattern that interrupts your access to the still small voice. Because yeah. that's an identification with how I feel good. I mean, we're transcending that, right? Who you are is way more than a person who just is looking at, at how good it feels to analyze data. You're interested in finding that still small voice. So, yeah, the condition pattern is this is a familiar process. In that familiarity, I experience myself in a particular way with a particular set of feelings that I like. And I'm being told that what I'm doing is constructive, it's helpful, it makes me feel good. And so I'm going to stick with that. That's the conditioned pattern that imprisons us in a particular way of being. It's not going to assist you to find this small voice because in in order to hear that, that has to go which means that we have to let go what is, within quotes, pleasant to the ego. I mean, that's why the Buddha left the palace, right? He left the palace and he also left the forest. And that teaching in that, that freedom comes from not being attached to everything pleasant and avoiding everything unpleasant, but being here for what it is, which is what the still small voice is, which is what you're looking for. How am I here? When I'm here, whatever is there is the still small voice. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's that helps a lot. Okay. Well keep us posted. Can't wait to hear oh. when you when you hear about ice cream decision making. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. Bye bye. Bye. So Ashwini, do we have time for someone else or do we have time we, to we, we could on that? we have we, we could absolutely bring someone on, but I think everybody would like to hear what you've got to say. So let's do that. Well, what struck... Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's very kind. Uh, so what I was seeing in that is that there's, um, you know, there's a, a practice way 
of approaching that that um, that that you skirted but didn't didn't really go into. So that's the part I wanted to really go into because it it's not just I eat the ice cream or I don't eat the ice cream. It's not even ice cream makes me feel good or doesn't make me feel good. I sleep or I don't sleep. I get fat or I don't get fat. Those are all ego uh, dualities, right? And it can just go from one to the other to the other to the other. So with the, what the, a relationship with the still small voice will assist us with. Now, again, as you said, you know, we can't control it. We can't just say, okay, tell me what to do, still small voice, so that I'll have the right answer here. But what the still small voice will do, as it's doing all the time, is guide us. So is there, I, there I am in a situation, and whatever that situation is, whether it's, it's whatever it is, um, it still, it can, will the still small voice assist me to move through that duality? And so it takes me back to Hafiz, who's so, you know, <laughs> so great about pointing out what's possible with the still small voice. Uh, and, and so there, there I am. All right, I love to eat ice cream. I love to eat ice cream. I love the way it tastes. I love, the way, I love everything about it. Okay, so how can I, how can I have that experience without uh, having the ill effects that, that might uh, accompany it? How, how, what, is that the only way in place that, you know, I don't want to, you know, set things up here for a, uh, a way through it, but, you know, are there, are there alternatives to ice cream that would satisfy all of that and not have the same kinds of weight gain or a, a dairy that might affect my sinuses or whatever it is? Is there a way, because it's not my experience that that which animates us ever wants us to be unhappy, if there is no loss, lack, or deprivation in it. Uh, and so there's always a way through when we are willing to disconnect from ego's grip on us, ego attempting to force us into staying in one of its dualities. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what I hear you saying, uh, right, Sherry, the spiritual place, is the guidance that transcends us from a mere dualistic content choice to an experience of what the content is pointing at that assists me to have an experience, to have what is true, what is actually true, which is instead of going after the pleasure of the ice cream, am I going after the pleasure that is not dependent on ice cream? Yes, yes, because if, if I want to, if I want to experience pleasure, if I want to be happy, then the only way to do that is to accept all of life. Not just, I like this kind of ice cream, and that's what I want, and I either have it and feel bad, or I don't have it and feel bad. That is not Mm -hmm. a life situation. That is an Mm -hmm. ego situation. Mm -hmm. So where is the pleasure in this? And of course, the pleasure is in following the intelligence through pleasure to pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the pleasure is outside the, the situation, the way it's being presented by conditioned mind. That's right. And, and basically mm-hmm. what it comes down to is the pleasure is in 
accepting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Big conversation, so thank you for letting me uh, talk that in at the end there. Well, thank you, Sherry, and we get a new assignment at noon today. Yes, we do. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. Go happy.